what is a reverse mortgage? What are some of the misunderstandings about a reverse mortgage? And it can be a little complicated. We just want to separate the fact from the fiction. The idea behind this evening is uh, you're not going to be a reverse mortgage expert walking out of here tonight, I can promise you that. But you are going to know a lot more about reverse mortgages than before you came in here tonight. Okay, so we'll let you ask questions along the way. Again, keep it very informal. And as Lori said, we just want to separate the fact from the fiction. So this is not a, a sales presentation in any kind of way. I'm not here to sell you anything. I'm here to educate you more on rever the reverse mortgage program, what it can do for some folks. Okay? Again, my name is Mike Poole with Town Bank. I actually started the reverse mortgage division for Town Bank about three years ago. I've been doing reverse mortgages and working with, with seniors for a little over eight years now. I, uh, I'm very passionate about it. I love what I do because I see firsthand how the program has been able to help many, many, many seniors and their families over the, over the years of doing this. So, uh, you know, I see firsthand exactly what it does and it it's, can be a tremendous benefit and a, and a solution for, for a lot of folks. So, uh, having said that, let's jump into it, okay? So, uh, looking down here, the second slide on, on the first page, the pages are numbered at the bottom right, uh, you know, what is a reverse mortgage? Very simply put, you know, a reverse mortgage is a way to receive equity from your house without making a payment, okay? It's an FHA-insured program. So it's supported by FHA. Anybody know what FHA is? Federal Housing Authority, all right? That's a division of HUD, Housing of Urban Development, a division of the federal government, which actually HUD is a division of Social Security Administration, okay? so. What is a reverse mortgage? It's a loan. You're borrowing equity from your house in the form of a loan that you do not make payments on. That's about as simply put as it can be. And we're going to get into some example, looking at example to clear this up. But if you're borrowing equity from your house in the form of a loan and you do not make payments on the money that you're borrowing for as long as you live in the house. I've had many times people say, wow. I'm sorry, sir, what you said, too good to be true? Yes. Okay, yes. yeah. But th there is one surprise in this, and the only surprise is there's not a surprise. It's a federal insured loan. The federal government would not do this. They would not secure this loan and back this loan if everything I'm telling you about the loan was not true. FHA writes determines the program guidelines and all the underwriting guidelines. They control everything. So whether you lived, live in Virginia, Florida, California, Texas, New York, choose your state, the guidelines are the same for everyone based upon their age, okay? So if you're age 65 and your house is worth $200,000, what you qualify to receive in Virginia is gonna be the same amount as any other state in the United States and the program guidelines are going to be the same. Okay? Now, traditional ways to receive money from your house would be what? If the reverse mortgage program wasn't in place and you wanted to get money out of your house, what would you have to do? 
You'd have to go to the bank or the mortgage company to say, hey, I want to refinance my house and do a cash-out refinance, right, or a home equity loan. Now, when you choose either one of those options, what happens? What comes along with that each month? A payment. With well, a reverse mortgage, what doesn't come along each month? A payment. To sum it up, a reverse mortgage allows you to remove equity or cash from your home without paying it back for as long as you live in the home. Now, reverse mortgage myths. What's a myth? It's a misunderstanding, a misbelief. A, a belief that's false. You can't, sit, you can't sit at home during the day or at nighttime and not see a commercial about reverse mortgages on TV, right? They're everywhere. What is it they say? One of the biggest things they say is this, receive a check each month. And that's where you're coming from, right? They say that. You know why? Because that's a big selling point. A lot of seniors or retirees are on fixed incomes, all right? So fixed income means what? I don't get raises. My cost of living keeps going up. Who wouldn't want to receive another check each month? Catches your attention. Catches your ear. Oh, I want to find out more about that. That is one way to, to use the reverse mortgage is receive a check each month. But after eight years of doing this, when I tell you more about exactly how this works, I've only had one couple choose receive the monthly check option out of the thousands that I've done. And there's a reason why. If you receive the monthly check, you're stuck with that amount for the rest of your life. So unless you have access to a bunch of other money, life throws you curves. What if you need $10,000 to put a roof on the house or to do this or do that? What, where are you going to get the money? You've chosen the monthly check option. You can't draw it future advances on that. You're stuck with that amount the rest of your life. If you choose the line of credit option, which means the money's sitting in a line of credit and you draw off of that money how much you want when you want it, you're essentially writing the amount of check you want each month when you want it, if you want it. There's no obligation to take it. Now we've jumped ahead but that's where the concept comes from on receiving a check. It's reality, but you, you really don't want to choose that option. It's not the best option for 99.9% for .9 of the people. But it's part of the advertising. It got your attention. You know? All right. So we covered what a myth is. So let's talk about what are some of the misunderstandings about a reverse mortgage. Man, if I do this, the bank's going to own my house. Right? Isn't that a common belief? Couldn't be further from the truth. Don't know where it started. Don't know how it got there. Because somebody says it must be true. The bank doesn't own your house if you do a reverse mortgage. You stay on title. You stay on deed to the house. You're still the legal owner of the house. It's just a lien against the house. Like if you have a regular mortgage on your house now, it's a lien against the property. Same thing with a reverse mortgage. No difference. The bank doesn't own your house. Second myth, it's only for the desperate or only for the needy. Sometimes it is. Some people need to do this in order to stay in their house. Others choose to do it because they, they either want to improve their lifestyle in the retirement years 
or be able to maintain the lifestyle in which they're accustomed to over the years. Because after all, we just talked about the fact that you own a fixed income, the cost of living keeps going up, so your dollar at the end of the month doesn't buy as much, doesn't go as far. Food, gas, groceries, medicine, you name it, what's not going up in cost? Done reverse mortgage for people with hundreds of thousands of dollars in the bank. They do it because they see the benefit of being able to access additional money should they want it or pay off a huge mortgage that they may have. So it's not just for the needy. Many financial planners are recommending it as a financial tool now. Uh, all right, you have to be mortgage debt-free to qualify. What I mean by that is you can't have a mortgage on your house in order to qualify. That's a myth. So you can have a mortgage. You just have to have enough equity in the house based upon your age and home value in order to qualify. So it's an age qualifying and home value qualifying program. Minimum age is 62. So at about a rough numbers, about the age of 62, you would need to have somewhere around 50% equity in your house. What's equity? I don't want to make an assumption of what equity is. Equity is value of your house minus what's owed on it, right? So if you have a $200,000 house and 100,000 is owed, you have 100,000 in equity, right? Okay. So. Uh, you don't have to be you don't have to be mortgage free in order to do it. Just a sufficient equity based upon your age. When the reverse mortgage becomes due, the bank was going to sell my house. The bank doesn't own your house. You own it. The bank's not going to sell your house. Okay. Lastly, my heirs will be responsible for the debt. Not true. Technically, and this gets into a future, another slide, a reverse mortgage is called a non-recourse loan. Has anybody ever heard of that term in the mortgage world, non-recourse? Non-recourse means the only thing that can be used to satisfy the repayment of the monies that you've borrowed in the program is through the sale of the house, through the value of the house. So in the end, for example, if $150,000 was owed on the reverse mortgage, the only thing that can be used to pay back that debt is the property value itself. So if you passed, when you pass away, it's not if, we're all going to die. You left your home to an estate and you had other monies in the estate. The bank can't come after any other monies for the estate, yourself, or your heirs to have that payment repaid. See, what could occur, this, this occurs about 5% of the time. What could occur is the loan balance would grow to the point if the home value fell in value, if the home decreased in value, and the loan balance grew, because here's, here's what's happening. You've got a loan balance starting out. You've got a home value right here, okay? Technically, what could, we, we know the loan balance is gonna increase, because why? There's interest being charged against that loan. What's unknown is how much the house is going to value, rise in value over the time. Nobody can predict that. Five years from now, 10 years, 15 years. Worst case scenario would be what? Right? Guess what? If that happens, and that does happen 5% of the time, if that happens, 
That's what I mean, non-recourse loan. That shortfall that's owed, your heirs don't have to pay it. Take the house, they're going to take the house, sell the house. The loan is satisfied. FHA has insured the loan. FHA pays the bank, town bank, the shortfall. That's the FHA insurance portion of a reverse mortgage. You're totally 100% protected. If you had a regular mortgage now, you had a $200,000 house, owed 180 on it, the value dropped, you're upside down, you pass away, guess what the bank wants? They want their 180, they don't care what that house is worth. And they're gonna get it any way they can. They'll get it from your estate, they'll get it from your heirs, they'll, get, they'll, they'll file a deficiency judgment, they'll go after all of that money until they get it. Doesn't work that way with a reverse mortgage. All right, so why do reverse mortgages exist? We've touched upon that. Wow, we've got medical technology, pharmacology, meaning all these new medicines are creating, keep us alive longer. Woo! <laughs> Make us crazy. But look, we're living longer. We, the longer we live, the more money we need. Senior population's growing. First year, the baby boomers uh, turned 62 three years ago. Qualifying age for a reverse mortgage. So, you know, fixed incomes, cost of living going up. Those are the reasons. You can receive the cash from your home in several ways. Kind of the point we were talking about earlier. Talk about, whoop, you can receive a monthly check. You can receive the money in a lump sum. So based upon your age, value of the house, et cetera, et cetera, if you qualify to receive $100,000, you can receive that money in a lump sum. Receive it in the form of monthly checks spread out over time based upon your life expectancy. Or set it up in what's called a line of credit. To draw off of that line of credit as you need over time. Now the good news about the line of credit option is what? When it's sitting in the line of credit, it's not formally money that you've taken possession of. It's not officially a loan yet. So guess what? Interest is not accruing against that money. You just have the, the, the beauty and the affordability and flexibility of being able to draw from that if you need it. So interest only accrues against your loan balance, not against what's out there in the line of credit. See how popular that would be? What that means is in the end, less money is going to be owed on the loan because you may not have used it all. It's kind of setting there to help you out along the way if needed, peace of mind, whatever it may be. With me? Okay. Or you can receive it in a combination of any of those. You can say, okay, if I'm, if, if I'm eligible to receive 100000 I want 20000 up front because I know... I want to do this, this, and this to my house as far as upgrades. So it leaves 80000 in a line of credit. So you can define it any way you want and receive that money. A lot of flexibility there. Who can qualify? Again, 62 years old. Home has to be your, uh, you've got to be on title to the house, so you have to be technically be the owner of the house. Uh, and it's got to be defined as your primary residence, meaning if you own multiple houses, some people do own multiple houses that do a reverse mortgage. The house that you live in full time, full time is defined as a minimum of six months and one day out of the year as your primary residence. That's the house is that. Okay? So if you've got a vacation home in Outer Banks and your primary residence here, do the reverse mortgage on this house, 
that house down there doesn't come into play in any way, shape, or form. There are some minimum income and credit qualifications. Now, this is a brand new feature of reverse mortgage. You're not even probably going to see that on the TV advertisements right now. They probably haven't even caught up with that. Changing the regulations. One of the main staples of a reverse mortgage has been no income qualifications, no credit qualifications. They made some changes to that. What's going on in the industry, the reason why they made changes? About 5% of the loans have defaulted. What I mean by defaulted, someone's done a reverse mortgage, and even though they've had all these benefits of the reverse mortgage, still hasn't managed their money properly and hasn't been able to pay their property taxes and insurance on the house. And if you don't pay your property insurance and taxes on the house, guess what? They place a lien on the house and that triggers the the note to be due on a reverse mortgage. You've got to pay your taxes and insurance. Okay, So now they're going to start looking at a little bit of credit history and some income to make sure you can pay your taxes and insurance. It's a form of responsible lending. Because what happens if a house goes into default and foreclosure? Hurts everybody, right? Hurts the value of your house in the neighborhood. So single family homes are, are the most prominent property type uh, to be eligible for a reverse mortgage can do some condominiums uh, if they're if it's an FHA approved property uh, here's another good news about any monies you receive from a reverse mortgage is not taxable by the IRS so so if in that example of hundred thousand dollars you chose to receive in a lump sum it's not treated as income by the IRS you don't put it on your taxes or anything doesn't affect your Social Security because it's not income. It's, it's a loan. It's money you're receiving, but it's not income. Be, remember, don't lose sight it's a loan. You're borrowing money. You're borrowing money via through the vehicle of your house. It's idle equity that's sitting there. It's not helping you pay any bills. Doesn't pay a medical bill. Doesn't put food on the table. It's not doing anything. It's sitting there idle. So it doesn't help you in any kind of way unless you put it to work for you. You could put it to work for you through the reverse mortgage if that's what you choose to do. But it's not the money you receive is not counted as income. All right, where are we at here? Page four. How much can I qualify for? We've touched upon this. The cash uh, that you receive depends upon your age, the home's appraised value, and the current interest rates. So we've talked about the current fixed interest rates, 4.99%. Uh, so Let's look at an example, this middle, this middle slide here. So we've got a couple that's age 67. And oh, by the way, if it is a couple, say if one is age 67, one is age 65, it's the youngest of the two is the birth date that we used for eligibility. Okay, so the youngest of the two if there are two of you. In this example, to keep things simple, they're both age 67. They have a home value of $300,000, and they don't owe a mortgage at all, zero balance owed. In this example, they could receive $178,697 through the reverse mortgage program. They could receive it in a lump sum cash up front. They could receive partial cash up front with the balance in a line of credit or set the whole thing in a line of credit or set this up through monthly payments where they receive a check each month 
a certain amount for the rest of their life, and I didn't figure out what that would be. So I'd have to do that on the computer. And I, I didn't do that because no one chooses that option. Because again, that monthly, receiving that monthly check, you're stuck with that. And if something comes up and you don't have access to additional monies, what are you going to do? If there was a $100,000 balance owed on the house, same example, 300000 but you owed 100000 balance. That 100000 would be deducted from the 178. So your mortgage payment goes away. Whatever mortgage payment you have okay. against that $100,000 balance, that goes away forever. Then you have access to 78697 in credit, lump sum, however you want to get it. Here's another way to look at this, another, another way to look at the benefit. Stick with the example, $300,000 house, $100,000 balance. And let's say that $100,000 balance, say, you, say if your payment's $1,000 a month on principal and interest. Let's don't throw taxes and insurance into it because you still have to pay taxes and insurance regardless. So if your principal and interest payment's $1,000 a month and you still have 15 years to pay, how much more money are you going to be paying? $1,000 a month times 12 months is $12,000 a year times 15 years is what? $180,000. So if you stayed down the same path in this example, out of your pocket for the next 15 years, you're shelling out $180,000 to pay off that $100,000 mortgage balance. If you did the reverse mortgage, you're saving that 180, plus you're getting the benefit of the 78,000 in equity should you need it. That's a $258,000 benefit. Pretty big. <laughs> so, all right, when do you pay it back? Well, you decide to sell the house. Like I said, it's a lien against the house. If you had an existing mortgage on the house, you went and sold it, you have to. That, loan would have to be satisfied. Same thing with a reverse mortgage. Sell the house for market value, pay off what's owed that you've borrowed. Now if you had the line of credit, let's say you had a hundred thousand line of credit and you only used twenty thousand of that line of credit. The eighty thousand stayed in the line of credit. You never used it. And you needed to sell your house because you needed to move for whatever reason. Only thing you're going to owe is the monies that you borrowed, that twenty thousand plus the interest plus your closing cost at the time you did the loan, okay? That 80000 is still equity into the house because you never used it. If there's two of you in the house on the loan, the first spouse passes away, nothing changes. Doesn't matter which one, doesn't matter who was the youngest, who was the oldest, first one that passes, no changes. Everything stays in place. It's only when the second spouse passes away triggers the loan to be due. Because it has to be your primary residence. If you're not living, it's not your primary residence. Right? <laughs> not that house. <laughs> so. Or let's take the example. I, my little note here is, is if, uh, if you move away from the house for 12, 12 or more months. So it's not... It's, it's not your primary residence if you've been away for 12 consecutive months. So let's say you had to go to the hospital for surgery. We all know these insurance companies like to get you out of the hospital really, really fast and well before you're ready to come home. So you may have to go into rehab or some kind of facility for a little while to really get back to where you can get back home. 
Well, if you're out two, three, four months, no big deal. Everything still stays in place. But if you're out 12 consecutive months, they say, mm, okay, that's not your primary residence anymore. Okay? You do, have some, you do have some responsibilities with the reverse mortgage as a homeowner. Top of page five, we talked about it. You've got to pay your real estate taxes unless you're exempt. If you're exempt, very good. Nothing changes. If you're not exempt, please keep paying. Pay your homeowner's insurance. You've got to do that. Third condition is you do have to maintain the home in what's called a reasonably good condition. Now, there is no such thing as reverse mortgage police driving around looking and seeing, okay, is your home maintained and all that kind of stuff. It's just a, you know, it's just a homeowner's responsibility to maintain the house because you know uh, if you do the reverse mortgage, in your mind, you're hoping and believing this is the last house you're going to be in, last house you want to be in. So they know you're going to take care of the house because that's the roof over your head, you know, and you're going you're gonna to do what you need to do to take care of that. So that's the, that's the understanding there. How much would I owe? We've talked about that. The total amount borrowed plus the interest. You get a monthly statement each month. It comes in the mail, just like a regular mortgage would. It shows if you've got a line of credit, what your outstanding line of credit balance is, and what the balance on the loan is. So not that you really want to know that or care about it, but you get it in the mail every month, so you always know where, where you stand. Okay. Should something strange occur where you want to prepay the loan? Some unknown relative left you a big inheritance and you want to, hey, no reason for me to have this reverse mortgage anymore, let me just repay it. You can do that without a penalty. You don't have to keep it for a year, 10 years, whatever. If you want to repay it, you can repay it. No penalty to do so. Last slide, uh, you'll never owe more than the value of the home when it's repaid. Now, we talked about that. Remember when I said, okay, it goes upside down? Only thing you're responsible for is whatever the value, you know, whatever's owed on the loan or the value of the house or whatever's less. Can't, not going to get more. It's a non-recourse loan. Let's see, page six, how's it paid back? from the proceeds of the sale of the house. So 99% of the time, here's what happens. You're in the reverse mortgage, whether it's husband and wife, they both pass away, they leave the house to an estate to their heirs, sons and daughters, they don't want the house. They're established, they don't want the house, all right? They're gonna take the house, sell the house for market value, pay off what's owed on the reverse mortgage, and keep the difference. That's what happens. Now, if they wanted the house, if one of them wanted to keep it, and that happens sometimes, so all they have to do is pay off what's owed on the balance if they want to keep the house. So if the house is worth 200000 what's owed is 100000 and they want to keep the house, there's 100000 equity there. Instead of selling it and taking the 100000 to keep, they want to keep the house. They just have to come to the closing table with 100000 to pay the reverse mortgage off. However they get that, they can go get a regular mortgage to, to get that or do whatever they want to. It's up to them. But in order to transfer the title to them, they have to pay the balance, satisfy the lien. Make sense? 
what does a reverse mortgage cost? You've seen lots of ads out of this. So uh, generally, out-of-pocket cost is only the cost of the appraisal. And here's what we even do with that at Town Bank Mortgage. Uh, to some people, $450 is a lot of money to pay for an appraisal up front. Just some people don't have the money to pay for it. At the time that we do the application, we collect a check for the $450. We hold the check. That $450 is actually rolled into the closing cost of the loan, and we give you that check back at the closing table. So net, it doesn't cost you a single penny out of pocket to do the reverse mortgage if cash flow is an issue for folks. Uh, because all the closing costs are financed with the loan. No other loan like it. If you go get any other kind of mortgage, you can't finance all the closing costs in the loan. So, see, the concept of this, if you just think about the basic concept, uh, see, the history of this is AARP, and I probably should have started with this, but AARP is the senior ag advocacy group that lobbied for reverse mortgages back in 1988. And President Ronald Reagan signed it into legislation in 1989. Seeing that forthcoming, seniors wanted to be able to, needed to be able to stay in their house. Because look, if we didn't have this reverse mortgage in place, the federal government didn't support this. We, we have a lot of economic crises out there now, but we'd even have a, a bigger economic crisis. Because what? Some people have to do this to really stay in their house, to be able to afford to stay in their house. Not all, some. And if they couldn't afford to stay in their house, where would they go? The federal government would have to subsidize housing for, for a lot of folks. It's the last thing they want to do. So they support this program instead. It's a win-win. Senior gets to stay in their house, which is where they want to be, and the federal government doesn't have to subsidize any housing. So, Closing costs for a reverse mortgage. Uh, the last slide on page six. Uh, let's see. We've got FHA insurance component of it. If the FHA insurance component is 2% of the value of the house, that's what insures this loan and protects it from it being upside down. Now, I talked about four programs, two fixed rate programs, two variable rate programs. Within those programs, <laughs> within, and this gets complicated, okay, but within those four programs, under each one, you have a saver program, what's called a saver program, which is a reduced closing cost version, where they don't charge the FHA insurance. They provide the FHA insurance, but they don't charge the FHA insurance. So why would they do that? Why would the federal government insure the loan, but not charge you the 2% that historically has been there? So this is a new version of the program. It's been about, about a year and a half. It all comes down to risk. So what FHA says, if you agree to take a lesser percentage of the equity versus the full amount that you would normally be eligible to receive, we'll not charge you the 2% for the FHA insurance because you're reducing our risk of, in the end, it being upside down. So we're not going to make you pay the cost of that. Okay? Is that confusing? Sorry, it's confusing. It can be a little complicated. You know, it, it's, you know, it makes a lot of sense when, it, you know, I can sit down with someone, run the numbers for them, 
show them the four programs in numbers and explain, explain the items. But conceptually, you know, it's a lot easier to do that because when you're looking at numbers, you can see it's a lot easier to, to make sense. But just generally speaking, just think of it in terms of here, here's what a situation was and the reason why the SAVER program was developed. Primarily for folks that had a tremendous amount of equity in the house. When I say tremendous amount, maybe three, four, five hundred thousand dollars of equity. Say you own a five hundred thousand dollar house, you have it paid off, but want to do a reverse mortgage, meaning you want to be able to access some of that money. But you know you don't need all that money. There's no way you're going to need it all. So why do I want to be charged the full complement of all the closing costs with the FHA insurance? Because, hey, if it's a $500,000 house, what's 2% of $500,000? $10,000. So just $10,000 of the closing costs itself is for the FHA insurance. Pretty pricey. Right? So instead of accessing all the equity as a homeowner, I say, okay, what if I agree to only want to access 250000 of it instead of all of it? FHA reverse mortgage program said, yeah, let's do it that way, and I won't charge you to $10,000 for the insurance. So you're reducing our risk, meaning our FHA, of it ever being upside down, so it's a win-win. Your closing cost is less, you get what you want out of it, and we reduce our risk. Makes sense. So that's what the SAVER program is. It's a reduced closing cost version. So you have you have the, uh, the FHA insurance component, you have the regular third-party closing costs. So if you were doing a regular refinance on the house, that would consist of your title insurance, your state and city recording fees, all of the credit report, appraisal, all of those kinds of things. That's part of the closing cost, but it's rolled into the loan amount. Now, top of page seven, senior homeowner safeguards. All of these statements are true. Never have to make any monthly payments. So we need the money you borrow, no monthly payments. Never have to move from your home. You pay your taxes if you're supposed to, pay your insurance, maintain the house. Never have to move from your home. Never give up title to the home. You're on the title, you're on the deed. It stays that way. Never owe more than the value of the house. That's where the insurance kicks in. Never any restrictions on how you use the money. So how, whatever money you receive, again, it's not income. It's a loan. You take it and do whatever you want to with it. It's your money. There's no restrictions on what you do with it. Now, we give you some, we strongly advise you things not to do with it, like put it in risky investments and that kind of thing because you can lose it. We never like to see something like that. But we can't, the program can't dictate to you how to use the money. But we do advise you. So with some people, we want them to ask yourself, uh, you know, do I want to improve my lifestyle during my retirement years? Is that important to me? Will I outlive my money? Guess what? Not a single person in this room knows how much money they need the rest of their life. There's no way to know that. Don't know how long you're going to live. Don't know how much money you're going to need. Guarantee you it's something that's on your mind. You probably go to bed at nighttime maybe thinking about it. I know you think about it at least once a day either for yourself, your parents, or whatever? Think about what? Money. How much, you, how much do you need? You know, you think about money. Think about money. I'm not going there, Mr. Ward. 
are you prepared financially to deal with any catastrophic or chronic illness? If something comes up, how are you going to deal with that financially? Uh, and how important is it for you to maintain your independence? The last thing you want to do is be dependent on someone else. You don't want to burden your children in any kind of way if you have those. They don't want to be burdened, and you don't want to burden them. And sometimes a reverse mortgage is a solution to be able to put things in place to say, okay, I can now financially take care of myself. I'm not going to burden my children in any way, shape, or form. You don't have to worry about it. And, and in a way, that's kind of, uh, because of your ability to take care of yourself and them not being burdened, it takes the stress off of them knowing, hey, I'm not going to have to step up and help mom and dad or mom or dad with $10,000 or do this or do that to assist them financially. So it, you know, it removes that burden from them. So in a way, it's kind of like them receiving part of their inheritance while you're still alive. Now, that, that your gift to them is not burdening them. Because believe me, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of adult children that have to, have to step up. So what do you get with a reverse mortgage? Possibly financial security, peace of mind, maintain your independence. If there's any one thing I would strongly suggest to you is this. We've touched upon this. I know you see tons of advertisements on TV about reverse mortgages. These companies are located all across the country. If you decide a reverse mortgage is something you want to find out more about and know more about, and if you ever decide to do one, please use a local company. A local company. I wouldn't advise you to call in these 800 numbers up. You don't know where these people are located. You know, if something goes wrong, if something's promised and something goes wrong, who are you going to turn to? Their office is in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Are you going to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma? You think they know that? Use a local company. You know, Town Bank, uh, hopefully you know a little bit about Town Bank. We're 12 years old. You know, we've built our reputation through trust and working honestly with people. And, you know, but again, it's not a sales pitch, but use someone locally. All right? So just please do that. Do yourself that favor. You owe yourself that.